Hi, and welcome to the Book of Rulebooks. My name is Mathieu Labrosse, and today I'll read to you Chapter 9, ISS Vanguard, a game designed by Mikhail Oratz, Krzysztof Piskorski, Pavel Samborski, and Marcin Świerkot, and published by Awakened Realms. ISS Vanguard is our longest chapter to date, so to help you navigate it, you'll find timestamps in the description of the chapter. This chapter is a little different, as we only recommend you to listen to certain sub-chapters depending on your context. If you're new to the game, or haven't done the tutorial, we recommend you to only listen to the sub-chapter 2, which describes the tutorial. If you're already familiar with the rules, and have already completed the tutorial, we would recommend you to listen to the sub-chapter 3, which goes over the campaign more generally. As for the timestamps for these subchapters, you'll find subchapter 2 at 16 minutes 34 seconds and subchapter 3 at 1 hour 26 minutes and 10 seconds. You'll also find a lot of setup throughout this chapter. These are a little tedious to listen to, so we recommend you to read through the rulebook for these parts. In 2028, we discovered data encoded in a small part of genetic code shared by all life on Earth and inherited from our last universal common ancestor. Every cell on our planet contained a star map pointing to a location within our arm of the galaxy. It took another generation in the largest construction project in human history to create ISS Vanguard first ship capable of interstellar travel based on the core of an alien wreckage found deep in Siberia. Now, carrying the best crew and the most advanced technology Earth could muster, ISS Vanguard departs for the destination marked on the star map. I'd like to think we're ready for everything. Instead, I can't shake this ominous feeling that the mission will be much longer and harder than we ever anticipated. Quote by Captain Morgan Wayman, commanding officer of the ISS Vanguard. ISS Vanguard Rulebook Welcome to ISS Vanguard, a cooperative campaign board game for one to four players that allows you to explore a vast galaxy, command and upgrade your ship, conduct research, manufacture equipment, and land on countless worlds, all while solving the great mystery of the aeons-old star map embedded in our DNA. Rulebook Structure This rulebook is divided into four chapters. The first chapter of the rulebook, the introduction, introduces you to the components of the game, some steps that need to be followed before your first game, and provides some essential information. Make sure you read through it carefully. The second chapter, the tutorial, details the tutorial mission, an introductory scenario which teaches you how to play the game. At least one player in the group should play through the tutorial to learn the game. The third chapter, the campaign, contains the entire, detailed rules of the game. We do not recommend reading through all of them right now. The tutorial mission will teach you all of the basic rules. 
Only refer to the full rules when you have a specific question or need a detailed breakdown of a certain procedure. The last chapter of the rulebook, the glossaries, contains detailed glossaries of all icons and terms in the game. Refer to this whenever an icon or keyword you don't remember the rules for. Chapter 1. Introduction. Game Structure. The ISS Vanguard campaign is played by repeating two separate parts of the game. The first is planetary exploration. An away team lands on one of the many planets to explore, completing missions and gathering discoveries. The second part is the ship management. All players manage the crew of the ship, conduct research, fly to other planets and deal with ship situations. Because ISS Vanguard is a campaign game played over multiple sessions, you will need to regularly save your progress. This is best done at the end of the ship book. In a single game session, you should aim to complete at least one planetary exploration, followed by the final ship book pages that clean up your table and save your game. However, if you have time, you may choose to play more. Before your first game. Before you can enjoy ISS Vanguard, there are several preparation and unpacking steps you must complete. Since all of these steps can take some time, we recommend performing them in advance of your first play session. If your copy of the game has already been played, it is recommended to follow these steps to make sure it is ready for a new playthrough. First, prepare card trays A and B. You'll first unpack all card packs found in the card trays except for the two sealed tutorial decks, which are A and B. If the tutorial decks were already open, go to log 720 in the logbook in order to recreate them. Card tray A is used during planetary exploration. To set it up, fill it with the following dividers. Points of interest, missions, global conditions, discoveries, unique discoveries, rank-ups, injuries, and events. Once the dividers are set up, there are a few cards that need to be put into card tray A. So put all point of interest cards behind the point of interest dividers in ascending order. Then put all mission cards behind the missions divider in ascending order. Then put all global condition cards behind the global conditions divider in ascending order following by putting all discovery cards behind a discoveries divider grouped by type. Then put all unique discovery cards behind a unique discoveries divider in ascending order, followed by putting all rank up cards behind the rank ups divider in any order. Then put all injury cards behind the injuries divider in alphabetical order. And finally, Put all events card behind the events divider in any order. Note, since at first some cards are located in pre-sealed tutorial decks, the numbering for some decks may not start at one. Now that we're done with card tray A, it is time to set up card tray B. Card tray B is for cards used during ship management. Fill it with dividers and cards. The dividers are Armory, Unavailable Equipment, Resting Crew, Recruits, Landing Cards, Recorded Planets, 
facility upgrades, possible situations, future situations, research projects, production projects, gather discoveries, lender mods, bridge cards, and removed from the game, which is a separate slot without a divider. As for the cards to be put between those dividers, put all equipment cards behind the unavailable equipment divider in ascending order. Then put all crew member cards behind the recruits divider in any order. Followed by putting all landing cards behind the landing cards divider in ascending order. Then put all facility upgrade cards behind the facility upgrades divider in ascending order. Then put all situation cards number S01 to S10 behind the possible situations divider in ascending order. Next up, put all situation cards numbered S11 and higher behind the future situations divider in ascending order. Then, put all research project cards behind the research projects divider in ascending order. Followed by putting all production project cards behind the production projects divider in ascending order. Then, put all lender mod cards behind the lender mods divider in ascending order. Finally, put all objectives, secondary objectives, bridge upgrade, and tech level cards behind the bridge cards divider in ascending order. The second step to get the game ready is to prepare section compartments. Take the section compartments. This is where each of the four sections will keep their dice and cards for each section. There will be dividers, which are the rank sleeves and section cards, and finally the cards and sleeves. Put the rank sleeves behind the rank sleeves divider for each section. Then put the section cards behind the section cards divider in order of rank, which are rank 1, then rank 2, finally rank 3. The third step to get the game ready is to prepare the ship book. First, Place all card holder and cardboard divider pages in the ship book in ascending order with page 1, which is resuming a saved game, at the front in page 39, which is save point, at the back. Then, find the following starting cards and place them into the card holder as follows. In card holder page 3, you should find the objective 001, which is the next step. Then you should find the tech level 1, and finally you should find the medium morale. Insert the morale card so that only its medium part is visible. In cardholder page 9, you should find the research project R04, which is the biomedical enhancement. In cardholder page 13, you should find the production project C01, which is the section tools, you should find the production project C02, which is the improved Vanguard systems, the production project C03, which is the heavy mission equipment, and the production project C06, which is the Pelican lander. In cardholder page 19, you should find the Space Ranger lander card. Once all the above steps are finished, return the card trays and the shipbook to the game box. Number of players.
there are four specialized sections of ISS Vanguard, which are engineering, recon, science, and security. Each has its own roster of crew members, section-specific cards, equipment, and decisions to make. Each section is controlled by one player. If there are fewer than four players, some players must control more than one section. At one player, one player controls four sections. At two players, two players control two sections each. At three players, two players control one section and one player controls two sections. And at four players, each player controls one section. Notes. Planetary exploration requires an away team of at least two crew members from different sections. It is not required to have the same number of players or even the same players each time you play. Starting your first game. ISS Vanguard offers a tutorial, a campaign, and several operations, which are one-off scenarios. The tutorial has an estimated playtime of 3 to 4 hours. The players recommended is 1, however it can be played from 1 to 4 players. For your first time playing, it is highly recommended to play through the tutorial using either the text version in this rulebook or the tutorial video linked in chapter 2. This tutorial is designed to be the best way to learn how to play, as it will teach you most of the rules of the game while playing through the first, simplified, planetary exploration. You do not need to read the whole rulebook before playing the tutorial. After playing, you may continue with the campaign using the same crew members. To limit player downtime as you learn the rules, you may play through the tutorial alone and then start the campaign with other players using the quick start rules. To start the tutorial, go to chapter 2. The campaign. The campaign has an estimated playtime of 20 to 60 hours and is tailored for 1 to 4 players. The ISS Vanguard campaign is the main mode of the game, taking players on unforgettable, replayable adventure across the stars. The campaign consists of playing through the process in the ship book from start to finish, that usually includes a planetary exploration. You can then continue playing or save your game and continue later. Each play through the ship book should take two to four hours. Once you know how to play the game, you can begin a new campaign without replaying the tutorial using the quick start rules. To start the campaign, go to chapter three. Operations. Operations have an estimated playtime of two to three hours and is tailored for one to four players. Operations are single planetary exploration missions that may be played as part of a campaign or separately as standalone scenarios. These scenarios require full knowledge of the rules of the game. We do not recommend playing them before you open the secret envelope during the campaign playthrough. To start an operation, go to its setup rules in the operation book. To have the ultimate ISS Vanguard experience, there is an official app as well as downloadable resources. Get the full ISS Vanguard experience, amazing original soundtrack, and full voiceover, which is all ready for you. 
To get the best story experience, download the ISS Vanguard iOS and Android app and enjoy a fully voiced campaign. We spent a lot of time and resources to create it, so give it a try. Then, stay current with downloadable logbooks, FAQs, and other resources. Our resources page contains up-to-date print-and-play copies of the logbook, operations book, planetary record sheets, as well as the official FAQ and other helpful documents. Chapter 2 the tutorial. This chapter contains a walkthrough that will teach you all the fundamental rules of the game. The first part, Planetary Exploration, focuses on exploring an alien world with your away team. Then, the second part, which is the ship management, takes you to ISS Vanguard and teaches you how to fly your ship to other explorable worlds, manage your crew, conduct research, production, and more. Important. You should follow the tutorial at least once before playing the campaign. After that, as long as one player knows how to play and is happy to teach the others, you do not have to replay it. Playing through the text version of the tutorial teaches you the game gradually as you play. Because of this, there will be a lot of reading of new rules as you play through it. To avoid player downtime, Consider playing it solo and then restarting the campaign with your entire group. To get started with the story of the tutorial, read the starting log on the second page of the logbook. To set up the tutorial, first place the tutorial deck A and B on the table. Note: If either of your tutorial decks accidentally gets shuffled, log 720 in the logbook tells you how to put them back in order. Then, place the following components on the table. One danger die reference card, one game round and dice check reference card per player, four crew boards, the card tray A, which is the planetary exploration, and card tray B, which is the ship management. Then, the section compartments, or the four section boxes if you have the section box add-on. Next, the Planetopedia, then one start token, one action token, all of the turn tokens, all of the success tokens, all of the time tokens, and the universal markers. Next, you should have 12 injury dice, 2 danger dice, and 4 rank 1 card sleeves, which is one for each section found in the section compartments. Important. Ensure that all components other than the one listed above are placed back in the box. The second step for the setup is to choose sections. There are four specialized sections of ISS Vanguard. Engineering, Recon, Science, and Security. Each has its own roster of crew members, section-specific cards, equipment, and decisions to make. Each section is controlled by one player but all four sections must be represented in the game. Therefore, if there are fewer than four players, some players must control more than one section. At one player, one player controls four sections. At two players, two players controls two sections each. At three players, 
Two players control one section, one player controls two sections. And at four players, each player controls one section. Players should discuss between themselves which sections each of them will control during the game. Since this is a cooperative game, make sure each player is happy with their choice. Each player then takes the crew boards for the sections they control. The player who controls a section is referred to as the section player. For example, the player who controls a security section is called the security section player. Logbook or app. Anytime you're instructed to go to a log, either read that section of the logbook or use the ISS Vanguard app. Now, to continue with the story of the tutorial, go to log 1. Prepare the away team. Read this section after reading log 1. First, remove from the game the This Side Up card from the top of the tutorial deck A. Note, anything that is removed from the game should be placed in the Remove from the Game compartment in card tray B. Second, take the top four cards from the tutorial deck A, your starting crew members, and give the crew members the following section players. For security, give Riku Ashimura. For the science, give Amir Zaneb. For recon, give Jope Ulrich. And for the engineering, give Cho Ya Yong. Place each of these crew members in a rank 1 sleeve, matching their section. Third, select which crew member will be in the away team. Note, for this tutorial, Amir Zaneb from the science section must be chosen as part of the away team. In a one-player game, the away team has two crew members. The player chooses which two sections to include. In a two-player game, the away team has two crew members. Each player chooses which of their two sections to include. In a three-player game, the away team has three crew members. The player who controls two sections must choose which section to include. And in a four-player game, the away team has four crew members, one for each section. Fourth, place the crew boards for the sections included in the away team in front of their controlling player. Place the crew member in their rank sleeve onto the matching crew board. Fifth, place any unused crew boards back in the box and place any crew members not in the away team in the resting crew in the card tray B. Sixth, each player chooses a mini to represent their crew members, puts it in the colored ring representing their section and places it on their crew board. There are eight available minis. It does not matter which mini is used. Then, go to log 5. Important. ISS Vanguard logs are not resolved in consecutive order. Even though you read log 1 previously, you should go to log 5 now, not log 2. If you ever read any narrative in the logbook that feels out of place, double check that you're reading the correct log. Prepare section dice. Read the section after reading log 5. Take the section dice for each crew member, placing the dice into the available dice slots of the crew board as shown on the crew board. If a crew member is not in the away team, place their dice in their section compartment instead. 
ensure that you take exactly the dice shown on the crew board. The markings in the four corners on some sides of a die will help you identify it. Return any dice not used to the box. Dice Identification Brackets Each die has two or more sides with markings, called brackets, in the four corners. These markings are used to identify the type of die and also indicate the most common result. When placing a die into a slot of a crew board, place it so that the side with the markings face up. This makes it easier to find the right dice during the game. Prepare section cards. Take the top 12 cards from the tutorial deck A, three section cards for each section. Keeping them face down and not changing their order, give each crew member in the away team the three cards corresponding to their section. Players place these cards face down in the section deck slot indicated on the left side of their crew board. Remove the section cards for sections not in the away team from the game. Each player draws the top two cards from their section decks into their hand. The player should now have the following cards in hand. For Riku, you should have Endurance and Backup Plan. For Amir, you should have Trial and Error and Improvised Treatment. For Jope, you should have Born Lucky and Athletics. And for Cho, you should have Specialist Toolkit and Emergency Shelter. Note, if playing solo, you must keep the hands of the two crew members separate. It is recommended that the cards be placed face up near the crew member's crew board. Section Cards These cards represent the unique training of crew members and various special feats they can perform. The top part of the card contains its main effect. Each effect specifies when the card can be played. For example, during a dice check means this effect can only be used when making a dice check. The bottom part of the card depicts a dice combination effect, which will be explained later on. Prepare the planet board. First, open the planetopedia at page 2 and 3, and place it in the middle of the table. This is the planet board for the tutorial, the eye of the void, the object you have crash landed on. Second. Remove from the game the This Side Up card from the top of the tutorial deck B. Third, take the top card from the tutorial deck B, which is the Rank Up card. Place it incomplete side up in the space indicated on the top edge of the planet board. All players should familiarize themselves with what is written on the card. Note, when playing the campaign, you would draw two Rank Up cards and choose one to keep, but for this tutorial, the one you have is already chosen for you. Rank Up Cards These cards contain an additional goal that crew members should try to achieve during planetary exploration. Doing so will mean the crew members in the away team have an opportunity to increase their rank during ship management. 4. Take the next card from the tutorial deck B, which is the Unique Discovery 1, and place it face down in the Unique Discovery space in the top right of the planet board. 
This slot is used to hold special samples, specimens, and artifacts you may find. 5. Take the next card from the tutorial deck A, which is M01, and place it face up in the mission space below the unique discovery space. However, do not read it yet. This is your first mission, which will be read later in this tutorial. 6. The space in the bottom right of the planet board is for a global condition card. The starting global condition card is already printed on the board, but you may be instructed at some point to place another card there, replacing the pre-printed condition. Global conditions represent the planet-wide events and also determine the effect of the travel icon. This will be explained in more detail later. 7. Take a look at the sectors on the planet board. The number of a sector is shown in the bottom right of the sector space. Some sectors, for example 1, 2, 6, and 7, contain a pre-printed point of interest card. Sector 3 contains an empty space for a point of interest card, and other sectors, which are 4, 5, and 8 in this case, contain a log entry to read as soon as you enter that sector. The lines connecting some of the sectors represent available travel paths. 8. Take the top 11 cards from Tutorial Deck A, which are the points of interest P101, 102, 103, 105, 106, 107, 108, 109, and 3P000 cards. Place them face down next to the planet board. 9. Take the four cards from Tutorial Deck B, Injury Cards, and place them face up next to the planet board. Note, whenever you are instructed to gain a Just a Scratch injury in this tutorial, refer to the Injuries section in the Continuing the Tutorial part of this tutorial. 10. Place the Mini for Amir in Sector 1, which is Twisted Wreckage. The player to the left of Amir, or the other crew member if playing solo, places their mini in Sector 2, which is the crash site. The player to their left, if any, places their mini in Sector 1, and if there is a fourth player, they place their mini in Sector 2. Note: Always place minis and other components so that they do not obscure any relevant information on the sector. The base of the miniature does not have to fully fit within the sector's border. 11. Place a turn token next to each crew member so that the turn available side is showing. Give the start token to Amir. And finally 12. Read mission card M01 allowed. Your team is scattered across the surface of this strange alien structure, some trapped in the broken tail of the crashed lander, and some scattered around the burning front half. Your first mission is to regroup in Sector 4. To continue the story, go to Log 20. Amir's first action. Planetary exploration is divided into a series of rounds. In each round, starting with the crew member with the start token and going clockwise, each crew member takes a turn to perform two actions. Since Amir Zanab has a start token, he takes the first turn of the game. Give each player a reference card. 
You may use the actions token to keep track of how many actions you have remaining. A crew member's turn consists of the following two steps. First, the action step, when you perform the two actions. And second, the end of turn step. Flip the turn token, draw and resolve an event card. There are five different actions you can perform. Travel, rest, prepare, liftoff, and the special action, which can only be done once per turn. Amir would like to perform the travel action to move to sector five. However, the icon in the top right of the point of interest indicates that travel from this location is not allowed. Instead, he decides to perform the special action also printed on the point of interest, which is the force the bulkhead open action. This is a special action that involves a dice check, indicated by the two icons to the left of the name. Dice checks are one of the main mechanisms of ISS Vanguard and are fully explained later. To resolve this dice check, follow the following scripted instruction, which will go through the process step by step. Don't worry, you'll be making your own choices soon. The steps to resolve a dice check are summarized on the reference card. Reference card. The reference card contains a summary of the turn structure on one side and the dice check procedure on the other side. Do not read through and try to understand everything right now, but refer to it during the game to remind you of the important rules. Step 1. Choose dice. At the start of the dice check, the crew member performing the check takes any number of dice from their crew board into their hand. To estimate the number of dice you need to get the desired result, look at the rows below the name of the special action. A row marked with green is a positive outcome and results in the action being successful. A row marked in red usually indicates the action has been unsuccessful. However, in this case, the red outcome space has an arrow pointing to the green outcome space. This means that even if the action fails, after resolving the red outcome space, you then resolve the green outcome space. Looking at Amir's available dice on his crew board, he has no dice with any of the icons needed to get the green outcome, which are the three depicted to the left of the green outcome. So, he could choose to roll no dice and just accept the red outcome. However, Amir doesn't like the idea of rolling the danger die, which is what would happen with the red outcome. So, Amir takes the red and blue die from his crew board into his hand. Although these dice do not have any of the icons needed for the green outcome, each die has a vanguard icon, which counts as any other icon. If you roll at least one vanguard icon, you will succeed. Note: Usually other crew members in the same sector may assist by choosing one of their dice to be included in the dice check. This will be explained later in the tutorial. For now, any other crew members in sector 1, if any, chooses not to assist. Step 2. Add injury and danger dice. This step can be skipped for now, as Emir has no injury dice and the special action does not indicate that a danger die must be rolled. Step 3. Roll dice. 
At this point, you would normally roll all of the dice in your hand. Together, all dice rolled by the player and any assisting players form a single roll pool. For this tutorial, instead of rolling the dice, place them in your roll pool above your crew board so that the red die shows an accident icon and so that the blue die shows a basic icon. The icon on the red die is an accident. Often, this will result in a negative effect as indicated by the special action, but this is not the case here. No accident icon appears in this particular special action. The icon on the blue die is a basic icon. This result has no effect on its own, but could still be useful in some situations. Section Dice Locations There are four places where your section dice will be located at any point. Either in the section dice slots on your crew board, also known as available dice, in your hand right before rolling, in the roll pool, an area above your crew board, or on your spend pool to the right of the crew member card. Dice are taken from your section dice slots into your hand, rolled, and placed into your roll pool. Then, they are moved to your spend pool when used or at the end of a dice check. Dice are moved back to your dice slots by resting or by other effects which refresh dice. Step 4 of the dice check. Modify the results. During this step, the crew members play section cards and use other dice modifier effects, such as certain equipment cards, to change the results of their dice and meet the requirements of the desired outcome. You choose to play your trial and error card. Read aloud the effect of the card. It allows you to move one die from your roll pool to your spend pool to turn one other die to a chosen result. Amir chooses to move the red die with the accident icon to his spend pool to change the result of the blue die to a vanguard icon. You can treat the vanguard icon as any of the three icons required to obtain the green outcome. It doesn't matter which one, all of them will do. Note, the vanguard icon can be treated as any icon even one that is not present on the die itself. After resolving your section card, place the card face up in your discard pile to the right of your crew board. Note: Other crew members in the same sector may assist by playing one section card from their hand, even if they didn't choose a die during step one. You already have the result you need, so no assist is required. Section Cards A player may play one or more section cards from their hand during step 4 of a dice check that would have text that read during a dice check, which would be located at the top of the card. The step 5 of the dice check is the check for dice combinations. Skip this step for now. Dice combinations will be explained later on in this scenario. The step 6 of the dice check is the resolve injury and danger dice. This step can also be skipped because no injury dice or danger dice were rolled. However, it is important to know that this step comes after you have had a chance to modify the results. 
The step seven of the dice check is the resolve special effects. Skip this step for now. Special effects will be explained later on in this tutorial. Step eight, mark outcomes. During this step, you determine the outcome of the action and indicate it with a marker. It will be resolved later in the procedure. There are various types of special actions. Force the bulkhead open is a type of special action with various outcomes based on the result of a dice check, each on its own row. This special action has two outcomes, green and red. Starting from the top row and proceeding down, check to see if you meet the requirements as depicted to the left of the outcome space with dice roll in the roll pool. If you do, move those dice to your spend pool and place a marker on the outcome space. If a marker was placed, proceed to step 9. Only one marker can be placed on a card during this step. If a marker was not placed, check the next row. Luckily, a mirror meets the requirement for the green outcome, moves the blue die with the vanguard result to his spend pool, and places a marker in the green outcome space. If Amir chooses not to play his section cards in step 4, he would not have met the requirements for the green outcome and would have marked the red outcome instead. Step 9 of the dice check is the spend remaining dice. In this step, you would move all remaining dice in your roll pool to your spend pool. You don't have any dice left in your roll pool, so this step is skipped. Step 10. Resolve outcomes. During this step, remove the marker from the marked outcome space and then apply the effect of that outcome, in this case, the green outcome. The first effect of this outcome is to gain one success token. Place one success token above the indicated space on the upper edge of the planet board. Success tokens will be explained later on. The second effect of the green outcome replaces the current point of interest card with a new one. Find card P101, which is the outer surface, in your point of interest pile and place it face up in sector one over the top of the twisted wreckage point of interest. Congratulations, you've freed yourself from the wreckage. If the red outcome had been marked instead, that effect would have been applied which would have been to roll one danger die. However, since there is an arrow from the red outcome to the green outcome, the green outcome would have also been applied after the red outcome. This ends Amir's first action. The basics of a dice check has been explained. Injury dice, danger dice, assisting, and special actions with tracks will be explained later in the tutorial. But for now, let's move on to Amir's second action. Amir's second action. Amir now finds himself on the outer surface card. This point of interest has another special action printed on it. However, even though each crew member performs two action per turn, they can only perform one special action. Therefore, Amir must choose a different action. Unlike the previous point of interest, Amir can perform the travel action and move to another sector. 
This is what he chooses to do next. The travel action allows you to move your crew member from one sector to another sector along a connecting path. Looking at the planet board, you can see that there is a path between sectors 1 and 5, and there is an arrow pointing in both directions. This means that travel is possible in both ways. Each path depicts one or more icons along the path. You must resolve each of them when you travel along that path. In this case, the icon is the travel icon, which indicates you must look at the current global condition in the bottom right corner of the planet board. The global condition instructs you that to resolve a travel icon, you must spend one die by moving it from the available dice to your spend pool, or roll the danger die and look up the result on the danger die reference card. Note. All icons can be found in the icon glossary at page 46 of the rulebook. For the purposes of this tutorial, let's say that Emir decides to take the risk of rolling a danger die instead of spending a die. Roll one danger die and compare the result in the entry of the danger icon with a T on the danger die reference card. If your result is listed, apply its effects. If your result is not listed, there is no negative effect. In either case, complete your move. The danger symbol with a T is used only in this tutorial and the only two effects possible are as follows. Either spend one die by choosing a die from your available dice on your crew board and by placing it in your spend pool. In this particular case, the image on the die shows all three colors, so you can choose any die on your crew board. The second option would be to gain a just-a-scratch injury. There are a number of different ways you can become injured during a mission. We'll talk about injuries in more detail later on. Regardless of the result, move Emir to Sector 5. Since there is a log number listed in this sector, resolve it right now by going to Log 227. End of Emir's turn. Amir's turn is now over. Flip his turn token to the turn ended side. Normally, at this time, the crew member must draw and resolve an event card. However, event cards will be introduced later in this tutorial, so skip that for now. To continue with this story, go to log 50. Second crew member's turn. Any crew member in Sector 2 also faces a difficult situation. The melting hull is endangering volatile oxygen tanks. The point of interest also depicts the restriction to travel icon, meaning no travel from this sector is possible until the emergency is dealt with. The second crew member should choose Save the Supplies Special Action, visible in Sector 2. This also requires a dice check but this is resolved in a different way to the one we saw on Emir's turn. Instead of outcomes with requirements, each outcome has a track associated with it. This type of dice check represents various activities with progress that can be measured. Instead of trying to roll a fixed requirement, each of your die will give a chance of progressing one of the tracks. The first time you progress on a track, Place a universal marker on the leftmost base of the track. Each subsequent progress moves the marker one space to the right.
when the marker moves onto the outcome space, the large space on the right with the effect, progressing it again will not move it farther. The effect of that space is applied at the end of the dice check procedure. For both tracks on this point of interest, four progress is needed to apply the effect of the outcome space. Progress on a track is saved from one turn to the next. One crew member could progress a track on their turn and another crew member progress more later on. You can even make some progress, travel elsewhere, come back and continue. The two special effects of this action are resolved from left to right. First, any accidents icon you roll will progress the red track and then those dice will be moved to your spend pool. Then, each section die you have remaining in your roll pool will progress the green track. Note: Some later actions have special effects on two or more rows. Always resolve the top row first, from left to right, then the next row, and so on. The process for resolving this dice check is the same 10 steps, so let's go through them again. Step 1. Choose dice. To maximize your chances of making as much progress as possible, take all 5 dice from your crew board and place them into your hand. Any other crew member present chooses not to assist you. Step 2. Add injury and danger dice. As before, this step can be skipped. Step 3. Roll dice. Roll all of the dice in your hand. This time, use the actual results you rolled. However, if you roll three or more accidents, re-roll all of your dice until you roll fewer than three accidents. This is only for this specific roll and only during this tutorial. Step 4. Modify the results. If you rolled no more than one accident result, all is good. Skip to step 5. However, if you roll two accidents, you're in trouble. Why? Because when you come to step 7, those accidents will progress the red track and then the dice are moved to your spend pool. This means that when you come to resolve the second special effect, you will not have the four dice needed to progress the green track all the way to the end. Decide whether or not you want to modify the results of your dice by playing section cards from your hand. After resolving the effect of a played section card, place it face up in your discard pile. For example, if you rolled two accidents and are playing Cho, you could play Emergency Shelter to reroll one of your accident dice, hoping to not reroll another accident. Or you could play Specialist Toolkit to turn one of your blue dice into any result. Step 5. Check for dice combinations. Skip this step again. Dice combinations will be explained later. Step 6. Resolve injury and danger dice. Skip this step as no injury or danger dice were rolled. Step 7. Resolve special effects. This special action has two special effects. They must be resolved from left to right. First, for each accident you have in your roll pool, progress the red track once 
and then place that die in your spend pool. Remember, the first progress places a marker at the start of the track, and each other progress moves the marker one space to the right. Then, for each remaining die in your rule pool, progress the green track, and then place that die in your spend pool. Step 8. Mark outcomes. This step is skip for dice checks with tracks. Step 9. Spend dice. Move all dice from the roll pool to the spend pool. Step 10. Resolve outcomes. Check each track from top to bottom. If the marker is in the outcome space, remove the marker and apply the effect of that outcome. If you're applying the green outcome, first, gain one success token. Then, replace the point of interest in the sector with P102, which is Recovered Supplies, removing all markers on the previous point of interest card back to the supply. If you did not make enough progress to reach the end of the green track, try again next turn, or another crew member could try it. Note. In the rare case that you progress both tracks to the end, because they're resolved from top to bottom, the outcome of the green track would replace this point of interest with another card. The red track would then not be resolved. Success Tokens Whenever you gain a success token, place it above the indicated space on the upper edge of the planet board. Your crew member is now out of dice. And as you've seen, dice are required to perform most of the special actions. One way to refresh your dice is the rest action, so that is what you should do now. The first rest action. As you will see on the reference card, performing a rest action reduces the number of supplies you have. Supplies are your most vital resource, representing oxygen, filters, water, and everything else you need to explore alien worlds. However, in this tutorial mission, your supplies are unlimited, as can be seen on the Global Condition card. When you rest, you refresh half of your total number of section dice, rounding up. You currently have five dice in total. In this case, all of your dice are in your spend pool, but in the future, you may have some still in the available dice slots. You count the total number of dice on your crew board. Half of 5, rounding up, is 3. So, you refresh any 3 of your dice. To refresh a die, move it from your spend pool back into a matching colored dice slot on the left side of your crew board. Remember to place them with the side with the markings in the four corners facing up so that you can identify them easily. Finally, as the last step of the rest action, draw one section card from your deck into your hand. At rank 1, the maximum number of section cards a crew member may have in hand is 2, as shown on the crew board. If you now have 3 cards, you must discard one card from your hand to your discard pile on the right side of your crew board. The next time you need to draw a card, if your deck is empty, shuffle your discard pile to make a new deck and place it to the left of your crew board. The second crew member's turn is now over. Flip your turn token to the turn ended side. Again, normally, 
you would draw and resolve an event card at this time, but skip this step at this point in the tutorial. Exertion Another way to refresh your dice is the exert mechanic outlined under the spend pool on your crew board. However, you should not use it in this tutorial as it comes at a cost of sacrificing a die. Empty Section Card Deck Whenever you need to draw a section card and your deck is empty, shuffle your discard pile to make a new deck and then draw. Important, you only create a new deck when you need to draw a card and your deck is empty, not just when your deck runs out of cards. Remaining crew members. Depending on the number of crew members in the away team, there may be other crew members who have not yet taken a turn. If you have three or more crew members, they should follow the steps below. Once all players have taken their turns, move on to the round completed part at the bottom of this section. Note, when resolving these steps, if you are unsure as to what any of the icons mean, refer to the icon glossary at the back of this rulebook. For the player 3, the first action should be to perform the Take the Surface Samples special action shown on the point of interest card in your current sector. This special action is similar to the one that Emir performed on his turn, but there is a third outcome which is yellow. Refer to the section on Bonus Outcomes on page 21 of this rulebook before performing this action. The green outcome of this special action instructs you to gain a unique discovery 1. Whenever you gain a unique discovery, check the Unique Discovery Rules on page 24 of the rulebook. The green outcome also tells you to replace P101 with P000 but there are several P000 cards in the pile. Because there are multiple copies of that card available, choose one at random. For the second action for player 3, that player should travel to sector 5, choosing to either spend a die or roll a danger die. At the end of that player's turn, flip the turn token over. Do not draw or resolve an event card. For the player 4's turn, the first action should be to travel to Sector 4. This requires spending a die. Sector 4 contains a log entry, so as soon as you enter the sector, go to log 311. For the second action of player 4, perform the prepare action. This action is explained on page 22 of the rulebook, but for now, just draw one section card. Skip the part about dice combinations. At the end of that player's turn, flip the turn token over. Do not draw or resolve an event card. Round completed. One full round is now completed. To continue the story, go to log 59. Continuing the tutorial. Once you have completed the first round of the tutorial, you are then on your own. However, there are a number of additional rules you need to understand before continuing. Ensure you are aware of these before continuing, but many of them only need to be read when you need them. Depending on what has happened in the tutorial so far, you may have already read some of these sections. Also, 
refer to the icon glossary on the back of this rulebook for any new icons that haven't been explained yet. Please note, during the tutorial, crew members do not draw event cards at the end of their turn until mission M02 has been revealed. Reference cards. As mentioned earlier, the reference cards contain a summary of the turn structure on one side, along with a list of possible actions and the dice check procedure on the other side. Now that the scripted part of the tutorial is complete, you will need to refer to both sides of this reference card during the game. A number of things shown on this card that were skipped over during the first round are explained later on in their own sections. Turn order. At the start of each round, the crew member with the start token chooses any crew member, including themselves, to receive the start token. Crew members take turns, beginning with the crew member with the start token, and continuing clockwise. Each crew member flips over their turn token at the start of the round. Convert Abilities Each crew member has a convert ability depicted in the top left of their crew member card. During a dice check, you may use your convert ability whenever you spend a die to treat basic results of the shown color as if they were the depicted icon. The color of the die is unchanged. Travel Effects The travel icon has already been explained, but there are other icons on travel paths. These are all explained in the icon glossary, but the ones on this planet board are repeated here for convenience. To resolve the spend a die effect, choose a die from the available dice on your crew board and place it in your spend pool. In this case, the image of the die shows all three colors, so you can choose any die. To resolve the danger icon with a T, roll a danger die and look up the result on the danger die reference card. Immediate special effects. There are three different icons of three different colors which would indicate that a special effect is immediate. If you meet the conditions for the special effect, end the dice check immediately. Move all rolled dice from the roll pool to their owner's spend pool and resolve the depicted outcome. For example, it would be possible during a certain dice check that if you would not have, let's say, a defense icon in your roll pool, you would immediately resolve the red outcome at the end of the dice check. Cards with two special actions. Some cards depict more than one special action. You must choose which special action you're performing before starting the dice check. Bonus outcomes. Some dice checks have a bonus yellow outcome in addition to the green and red outcomes. A bonus outcome usually gives you something in addition to the standard positive outcome. In the case of the take the surface samples special action, the bonus outcome gives you a success token and then you apply the effect of the green outcome. This is indicated by the yellow arrow pointing to the yellow outcome to the green outcome. Note, for this particular action, you could choose to roll only one die. If you're lucky and roll a gathering or science or technology result, you will get the yellow outcome and then get the green one. But if you do not roll any of these results, 
one die alone is not enough to get the green outcome. Note. Unlike the force the bulk had open, special action, a red outcome here does not then also result in the green outcome being applied. It is simply a failure and a wasted action. Multiple point of interest cards. Whenever you're instructed to take a point of interest card and there are multiple copies of that card available, choose one at random. Rank up card. As soon as you meet the requirements listed on the current rank up card, flip the card over to the completed side. This indicates that you have completed this additional goal and will gain the benefits of this during ship management. For the tutorial, flip the card over as soon as you have three success tokens in the space above the planet board. Continue to collect success tokens as normal. Injuries. At various times during the tutorial, you will be instructed to gain a just a scratch injury. It's the only type in the tutorial game. If you're instructed to gain any other type of injury during this tutorial, ignore that instruction. To do this, first, take an injury card and place it face up in the leftmost injury slot on the bottom of your crew board. Then, place one yellow injury die in the top dice slot of any column of your crew board, moving all other dice in that column down one slot if the top slot has a die in it. Note, for the tutorial, it doesn't matter which column you place the die in, but it might when playing the campaign. Here is an example involving injuries. During a travel action, you're instructed to roll the danger die, and you roll the result that means you gain a just a scratch injury. First, you place the injury card in your leftmost injury slot. Then, you take one injury die and choose to place it in the green column. Each of your green dice are moved down one slot. Note: For the tutorial, each crew member can only gain one injury. If you already have an injury card, ignore any effect which would make you gain another injury card. This is not the case during the campaign. Dice checks when injured. Whenever you make a dice check, any injury dice you have must be rolled during step 2 along with any section dice you choose. During step 6, if the result of an injury die in your roll pool matches the icon on your injury card, place the injury die on the card and apply the effect of that icon as listed on the card. If the result of the die does not match an icon on any of your injury card, leave it in your roll pool. Note: In the tutorial, there are no effects which can modify these dice, but there are in the campaign. Here is an example of a dice check when injured. After crawling through a tight space, you gained an injury card and an injury die. During a dice check, you roll your injury die in addition to any other dice you roll. The result of the injury die is a heavy damage icon. During step 6, you place that die on the injury card and must spend a die. Injury dice are returned to your section dice slots at the end of step 6 of the dice check. Place a die in the top slot of any column, moving other dice down if required. It does not have to return to the same column it came from.
Removing an injury. In the tutorial, some effects allow a crew member to remove an injury die and an injury card. To do this, simply take the die and place it back into the supply and place the card back with the other injury cards. Prepare action. To perform the prepare action, do one or both of the following in any order. The first option is to draw one section card from your deck to your hand. If you now have three cards in hand, more than your section card limit, you must immediately discard one card. The second option is to make a dice check to try and match the icons on your roll dice to dice combinations of section cards in your hand. Dice combinations will be explained shortly. This follows the normal process as described earlier for dice check. So you must include any injury dice, other players may assist you, and you may play the top effects of section cards to modify its result. Not enough dice to spend. If you have to resolve a spend effect and you don't have enough available dice, you will need to sacrifice a die instead. Sacrifice is explained in more details in the game terms glossary at the back of the rulebook, but the main thing to understand is that you will lose the die for the rest of the planetary exploration. And, if you don't have any die to sacrifice from your available dice, you would get an exhausted injury instead of sacrificing a die. Dice Combinations During step 5 of a dice check, you may use the dice combination effect of any section cards in your hand if you meet the requirement with dice in the rule pool. Note. In the campaign, there may also be dice combination effects on the current global condition card. If the results of the dice in the roll pool, including dice from assisting crew members, match the dice combination requirement on a section card in your hand, you may move the matching dice to their owner's spend pools to activate the effect described on the card. After doing so, discard that card face up to your discard pile. It is possible to activate the effect of more than one section card in this way, but dice used to activate an effect are moved to their owner's spend pool immediately and cannot be used to activate another card or an outcome. Note: In the tutorial, there are only two different dice combination icons. There are many more in the campaign. A few different icons can be shown on dice combinations. First, there could be a basic icon, which would mean that any die would have to show a basic result. One of the common icons is two dice with A's inside that are added together. That means that two dice would have to be showing the same icon. Remember that the Vanguard result counts as any icon. Also note that accident results cannot be used for dice combinations. Now, let's go over an example of dice combinations. You perform a dice check and roll two dice, one red and one blue. Another crew member assists you and rolls one green die. You roll one physical and one basic icon for both of your dice. The other crew member rolls a vanguard. No reroll effects happen, so these are the final results of the dice after step 4 of the dice check sequence. During step 5 of the dice check, these dice may be used to activate dice combination effect of any section cards in your hand. You have two section cards in your hand, 
which are athletics and dash. Athletics has a dice combination that would require two dice showing the same icon, while dash also has a dice combination that would only require a basic result. Therefore, you could use your blue basic die to activate the effect of the dash card, moving the blue die to your spend pool and discarding the dash card. Since the Vanguard result counts as any icon, you could then use your red physical result and the assisting crew member's die to activate the effect of the athletics card. The red die is moved to your spend pool, and the green die is moved to the spend pool of the assisting crew member. Assisting Whenever a crew member is making a dice check, each other crew member in the same sector may choose to assist. The crew member making a dice check is known as the active crew member. Crew members can assist in one or both of the following ways. First, during step one of the dice check, another crew member may assist by choosing one die from their available dice. This die is rolled during step three and may be used by the active crew member as if it was in their roll pool. When it is moved to the spend pool, place it in the spend pool of the owning crew member instead of the active crew member. The second way to assist crew member would be during step four. During this step of the dice check, another crew member may assist by playing one section card from their hand that has a during a dice check effect. Resolve the effect of the card as if the active crew member played it. Here is an example of assisting. Amir, Cho, and Riku are all in the same sector. Amir performs a special action which involves making a dice check. Cho assists by adding one of her dice to the roll pool. Riku doesn't add any dice but plays a section card during step 4. Collective Roll Pool Each player has their own roll pool in order to keep track of who owns each die. However, all dice in all roll pools are considered to be in the same roll pool and can be used by the active crew member. Convert abilities when assisting. Assisting crew members may not use their convert abilities. Only the convert ability of the crew member performing the dice check may be used. However, this crew member can use it also on dice from assisting crew members. Danger dice in dice checks. Some special actions are dangerous to perform, represented by the danger die icon depicted to the left of the special action's name. During a dice check, a danger die must be rolled at the same time as your other dice. During step 5, resolve the danger die as you would normally when rolling it. Look up the result on the danger die reference card. Then, place the danger die back into the supply. Unique Discovery Unique discoveries are found on certain planets and are placed face down on the planet board during setup. When you are instructed to gain a unique discovery, flip the card over. Unique discoveries are normally stored on your lander, but for the tutorial, place it above the planet board in the indicated space. If you are instructed to gain unique discovery 1 and you already have it, gain one success token instead, as printed on the unique discovery space in the top right of the planet board. Events As mentioned earlier, when a crew member ends their turn, 
they reveal the top event card and resolve it. The process is as follows. First, reveal the top event card from the event deck. If the event deck is empty, shuffle the event's discard pile to form a new deck before revealing the top card. Second, if none of the biome icons on the card match any biome icons in your sector, including icons on a point of interest card, follow the secondary effects of the card printed at the top of the card. In the tutorial, the secondary effect of all event cards is to progress all time tracks by one. Ignore this effect if global condition card G01, which is flickering lights, is not in play. If it is in play, read the section below on time tracks. For the third step, if any of the biome icons on the card match any biome icons in your sector, resolve the main effect of the card printed in the lower part of the card. Unless specified otherwise, this effect only applies to the player who revealed the card. And fourth and final step, discard the card face up to the event discards pile. Here is an example for events. You end your turn in sector 6 and reveal an event card. The biome icon on the card matches the biome icon in your current sector, so the main effect of the event is resolved, which is Irie Voices, and you must spend a die. If the event icon on the card was not visible in your current sector, the secondary effect is resolved instead, which would be to progress all time tracks by one. Time Tracks At various times during the game, you will be instructed to progress all time tracks. In a tutorial, this only becomes relevant once card G01 is in play. G01 is the only time track in the tutorial. Time tracks work in a similar way to tracks on special actions. Whenever you are instructed to progress all time tracks, if there is no time token currently on the track, place one on the leftmost base. Each subsequent progress moves the token one space to the right. Once it reaches the rightmost space, which is the one with the details of the effect, resolve that effect. Whenever you are instructed to reset the time track, remove the time token from it. Here is an example of time tracks. The time track on G01 requires four progress. The first progress places a time token on the track and when the token reaches the final space, you would go to log 505. Tutorial cleanup. Read this section once your away team is ready to leave the planet and after reading log 204. As your away team leaves the planet, it is time to perform some quick cleanup steps. First, clean up cards and dice. Move any section dice from the table to their appropriate section compartments. Return all turn tokens, time tokens, start token, minis, markers, injury dice, and danger dice to the game box. Remove all section cards that were used in the tutorial along with tutorial event cards, tutorial injury cards, tutorial mission cards, and the tutorial global condition card from the game. Then, place all P000 cards, both from the planet board and the point of interest pile, to the point of interest, which is in card tray A. Remove all other point of interest cards from the planet board and point of interest pile from the game. 
The second step of the tutorial cleanup is the components check. At this point, the only components on your table should be the open planetopedia with your success tokens, discoveries, rank up card, crew boards with crew member cards, and your reference cards. The third step is the promote crew members. Since the rank up card was flipped to the completed side during planetary exploration, all crew members in the away team rank up. Replace their rank 1 sleeve with a rank 2 sleeve, placing their card back on their crew board. Place the rank 1 sleeves back in the appropriate section compartments. Then, remove the tutorial rank up card from the game. The fourth step of the tutorial cleanup is to buy dice. You can use your success tokens to buy additional dice for each section. The cost to do this is one success token for each die a section currently has. All sections will always have the same number of dice. Buying dice in this way adds one new die to each section. Because each section currently has five dice, the cost is five success tokens. If you have that many, return five success tokens to the box and add the following dice from the game box to the corresponding section compartments. For security, gain a red wild dice. For engineering, gain a blue wild dice. For science, gain a green wild dice. And for recon, also gain a green wild dice. These particular dice give you a higher chance of rolling a vanguard result, but also a higher chance of rolling an accident. Use them carefully. For now, leave any remaining success tokens on the table. Congratulations! You've reached the end of the ISS Vanguard tutorial. Please remember that additional rules and elements of the game, such as ship management, leads, discoveries, threats, landers, and more, will be revealed as your campaign progresses. Whenever you wish to review their rules, use the full rules part of the rulebook, which is in Chapter 3. If you wish to continue your campaign immediately after this tutorial, go to the next section, which is the Continuing the Campaign section. Otherwise, go to the section Resetting your game at the end of Chapter 3 to prepare your game for future playthroughs. Good luck on your voyages! Continuing the Campaign You are now ready to perform your first ship management. During this part of the game, you will travel to new alien worlds, research technologies, manufacture new equipment, and improve your sections and crew members. The various steps of ship management are performed using the ship book. Place a ship book on the table and ensure adequate space for three token pools along its left edge. The ship book was already filled with your starting cards during the before your first game steps. Now, perform the following steps. First, place the awaiting envelope on the table. During ship management, you will sometimes be instructed to place cards in this envelope, and when you reach the part of the ship book when they are used, you will be instructed what to do with them. The second step is to open the ship book at the pages 28 and 29. Move the unique discovery 1 from the found discovery slot on the planet board to the card slot numbered 1 on page 29. The third step is 
if you have any success tokens remaining on the table, place them in the token bag. This Ziploc bag is used to save your current pool of various tokens. 4. Each section's player moves any crew members on their crew boards to the resting crew in Cartray B. 5. Each section's player takes two random cards from the recruits, which is in Cartray B, and places them face up on the table. Each player picks one new crew member for each of their sections. Insert these crew members into rank 1 sleeves, found in section compartment. Return the rest of the crew member cards to recruits, which again is in card tray B. The final step says that each player takes these new crew members into their hand. Crew members in a player's hand are known as available crew members. Players who controls more than one section keep their available crew members from all their sections together in one hand. During ship management, you will be able to assign available crew members to various tasks. However, you can never assign your last available crew member of each section, as you need them for the next planetary exploration. Note: This means that you may not be able to perform any assignments on your first ship management unless you decide to use barracks to recruit more crew members. Now, take the planetary scanner and the system's map book from the box and place them nearby. You are now ready to begin ship management. This uses procedures found in the shipbook, some of which reference components you have not yet gained in your campaign. If a procedure refers to a component you don't have, ignore these steps until later ship managements. Hint. As you go through the shipbook, it will present you with many options. Don't worry. At this point of the campaign, no choice is bad. However, we suggest that once on the ship facility step, you should activate the barracks and production complex. This will allow you to gain some equipment before your next mission. However, other combinations are also possible. Now, to continue with the story, go to log 750. Chapter 3 The Campaign Before playing the campaign, at least one of the players, and ideally everyone, must be familiar with the rules or have played through the tutorial as that teaches you the main rules for the game. You have two options for starting the campaign. First, continue from the tutorial. This is the recommended option if you have just played the tutorial. You do not have to perform any additional setup or procedures. Simply continue your game where the tutorial left off. To do this, skip this section of the rulebook and go directly to the Planetary Exploration Rules section. The second option for starting a campaign is to quick start it. Choose this option if you want to either start the campaign with different crew members than were used in the tutorial, or if you are playing the campaign for a second time, or third, or more. Campaign Quick Start the following procedure explains how to set up and start the full ISS Vanguard campaign without playing through the tutorial. First, check card trays and shipbook. Make sure the card trays and shipbook are organized as described in the Before You Play section of the rulebook. If you have remade the tutorial deck, 
move the following tutorial cards to the card trays listed here. For the point of interest cards, take the P101, 102, 103, 105, 106, 107, 108, 109, and the three P000s, two points of interest, which is in card tray A. For the mission cards, take the M01, 02, and 03, and place them in the mission cards, which is in card tray A. For the global condition card, take the G01 to the global conditions, which is in card tray A. Take the unique discovery one and place it in the unique discoveries, which is also in card tray A. Take the four just a scratch injury cards to the injuries, which is in card tray A. Place the five tutorial event cards and a tutorial rank up card on the table. Place the four tutorial crew member cards to the recruits, which is in card tray B. And finally, Research Project Card R01 should go into the Research Projects, which is in card tray B. The second step is to gather the components. Place the following components on the table. One Game Round and Dice Check Reference Card per player. One Danger Die Reference Card. Four Crew Boards. The card tray A, which is the Planetary Exploration card tray. The card tray B, which is the ship management card tray, the section compartments, or the four section boxes if you have the section box add-on, the planetopedia, the start token and all turn tokens, success tokens, time tokens, and markers, 12 injury dice, 2 danger dice, 5 tutorial event cards, and 1 tutorial rank up card. Important. Ensure that all components other than the ones listed above are placed back in the box. The third step is to read the starting log. Open your logbook or app and read the starting log, the very first log in the logbook, that begins the Vanguard story. Step 4. Choose sections. Players should discuss between themselves which sections each of them will control during the game. Since this is a cooperative game, make sure each player is happy with their choice. Each player then takes the crew boards for the sections they control. The player who controls a section is referred to as the section player. Each of the four sections must have a controlling player. Step 5. Draw initial crew members. Each section's player takes three random cards from the recruits, which is in card tray B, and places them face up on the table. Next, each section's player picks two starting crew members for each of their sections. Insert these crew members into rank 1 sleeves found in their section compartment. Place one crew member on each section on the matching crew board and the other in the resting crew, which is also in card tray B. Finally, return the rest of the crew member cards to the recruits, which is in card tray B, and shuffle all cards there. Step 6. Prepare section dice and cards. Take the section dice for each section, placing the dice into the slots of each crew board. For the engineering section, take two red dice, 
one green die, and two blue dice. For the security section, take three red dice, one green die, and one blue die. For the recon section, take two red dice, two green dice, and one blue die. And for the science section, take one red die, two green die, and two blue die. The markings in the four corners on some of the sides of a die help you identify it. Return any dice not used to the box. Step 7. Choose the away team. Each player who controls more than one section picks only one section to take part in the first mission. If playing solo, choose two sections instead. For any section that will not take part in the first mission, move the section's crew member card from the crew board to the resting crew, which is in card tray B. Also, move the section dice from the crew board to that section's compartment. And finally, return the section's crew board to the box. Step 8. Prepare section cards. For each crew member in the away team, take the 10 rank 1 section cards that are marked with a white bar next to their rank from that section compartment. Each crew member shuffles their section cards and places them face down in the indicated section deck slot to the left of their crew board. Please note that the starting planet doesn't use all rules and components of the game, such as threats, discoveries, leads, equipment, crew abilities, and charges. This means not every card ability will be useful for now. Step 9. Set up the planet board. Open the planetopedia at pages 2 and 3, which is the Eye of the Void. This is your planet board. Next, place the tutorial rank up card, incomplete, side up in the indicated slot along the top edge of the planet board. Then, take mission card M01 from the missions, which is in card tray A, and place it face up in the mission space below the unique discovery space. Then, place unique discovery 1 in the designated space face down. Next up, Shuffle 5 tutorial event cards and place them next to the planet board. For each section taking part in this planetary exploration, players choose one of 8 available minis to represent crew members in the away team and place them in colored rings, representing their section. Players place these minis in sectors 1 and 2, any way they wish. At least one mini per sector. Next. Place a turn token next to each crew board so that the turn available side is showing. Give the start token to the recon section player, even if the recon section is not part of the away team. Then, leave the charges slot empty. Due to their sudden awakening, away team crew members do not gain any charges at the start of this exploration. Then, read the mission card aloud. Next, each section's player draw two cards from their section deck. And finally, begin your exploration by reading Log 1. Planetary Exploration Rules At the start of the planetary exploration, follow these steps. First, each player takes one turn token for each crew member on the planet and places it on their crew board, 
showing Turn Available. And next, the Recon section player chooses which crew member receives a start token. Planetary exploration is divided into a series of rounds. In each round, starting with the crew member with the start token and going clockwise, each crew member takes a turn to perform two actions. At the end of a crew member's turn, they flip their turn token to the other side. Once all crew members have taken a turn, the round ends. Each crew member flips their turn token back to the turn available side. At the start of the next round, the crew member with the start token chooses any crew member, including themselves, and gives a start token to them. The crew member with the start token takes the first turn, followed by all other crew members in clockwise order. On your turn, you may perform the following steps. First, perform two actions. Choose one of the following actions and resolve it fully. Then, choose a second action and resolve it fully. With the exception of the special action, you may perform the same action twice. The actions are the special action, which can only be done once, travel, prepare, rest, and lift off. To help you remember whether you have one or two actions left, you may use the optional actions token to track this. Using an effect of your crew board, lander board, crew member card, equipment, section card, or other doesn't count as an action unless it is identified as a special action or its text states that using it counts as an action. The last step of your turn is to end your turn. Flip your turn token face down so that the turn ended side is visible. Then draw and resolve an event card. Event cards will be explained a little later. When all turn tokens are showing turn ended, the round is over. Begin a new round. This sequence repeats until any of the following happens. Either a crew member performs the liftoff action, or a crew member receives a fourth injury card, or if a log or a mission card tells you to end planetary exploration. Then, refer to the ending planetary exploration section of the rulebook, which will be explained a little later. Special actions. Special actions include anything from taking samples of a dangerous substance to negotiating with an alien life form. They are identified by an arrow before the name of the action. On your turn, you may perform one special action that is visible either on the planet board depicted in your sector, on a point of interest card in your sector, on the global condition card, on a card that represents any threats in your sector, on a revealed mission card, or on a lander mod or rank up card. Most special actions involve making a dice check, which will be explained a little later. Other special actions simply involve following the text shown below the action. Travel. The travel action is the main way in which crew members reach new sectors of the planet. Note. If there's a certain red icon visible anywhere in your sector, you cannot perform the travel action. Whenever you perform the travel action, follow these steps. First, choose a path, 
which is a line connecting the sector you're currently in with the sector you want to travel to. Some paths are one way. You can only choose a path if there's an arrowhead at its start. In other words, you can only move in the direction indicated by the arrowheads. Note. All sectors you can travel to from your sector are called connected sectors. This term is referenced on some cards. After choosing a path, resolve each icon depicted on said path. If the path depicts a travel icon, skip step 3 of this action and resolve the effect of the travel action listed on the global condition card in the lower right corner of the planet board. Note. Until the travel action is completed, in other words, all path icons have been resolved, your crew member is considered to be in the sector you started your travel from. This means crew members in your starting sector can assist you, but those in your destination sector cannot. The third step of the travel action is to place your crew member mini in the sector on the other end of the path. If you arrive in a sector that contains a log number, immediately read this log. Lander Sector Some sectors depict a lander icon, indicating a possible sector where you can land. The sector with the lander in it is referred to as the Lander Sector. At the end of most planetary explorations, you'll have to go back to the Lander Sector to lift off. Log Numbers on the Planet Board During your turn, if you arrive in a sector that directs you to the logbook, in other words, it would say go to log XX, immediately read that entry in the logbook. Prepare. Whenever you perform the prepare action, do one or both of the following in any order. The first option is to draw one section card from your deck to your hand. If you now have more cards than your section card limit, which would be two cards for rank one, three cards for rank two, and four cards for rank 3, immediately discard down to your limit. The second option is to perform a dice check to try to match the rolled dice with a dice combination of a section card in your hand or on the current global condition card. This follows the normal process as described earlier. You must include any injury dice, other players may assist you, you may play the top effects of the section cards to modify its result, etc. Rest. Resting is the main way in which crew members refresh their section dice, which will be to move them from their spent pool to the available dice slots on the left side of their crew board. Whenever you perform the rest action, follow these steps. First, reduce your supplies by one, tracked by the marker on the supplies track of your lander. If you are unable to do this, the track is already at zero, you cannot rest. The second step is to refresh half of your total number of section dice rounded up. To do this, count both the available section dice and the dice in your spend pool. For example, if you have two available section dice and five dice in your spend pool, you would refresh four dice. The third step is to draw one section card from your deck to your hand. If you now have more cards than your section card limit, immediately discard down to your limit. 
Refreshing Dice. To refresh a die, move it from your spent pool back into a matching colored slot on your crew board. Remember to place them with the side with the brackets in the four corners, facing up, so that you identify them easily. Lift Off. This action may only be performed by a crew member in the lander sector, and only if all other crew members unanimously agree. Performing this action ends planetary exploration immediately, which will be explained later. Important. Lifting off without all crew members in the lander sector will cause the abandoned crew members to die. Lifting off with an incomplete mission will apply the mission fail penalties in the shipbook. Exertion. You may exert your crew member at any time. This includes landing. Exerting does not count as an action. To exert your crew member, sacrifice one die from the available section dice or spent pool to refresh five of your section dice. If you have a total of three or fewer section dice in play, which would be in the available section dice, in your spent pool, and in your roll pool, you must gain an exhausted injury instead of sacrificing a die. Note: Exerting is not an action and can be done during any player's turn. It can even be done in response to an effect, or even after drawing an event, but before resolving it. Sacrifice. Sacrificing a die means to move a section die from your crew board or spend pool back to your section compartment. Dice checks. Many of the actions you perform during the game involve making a test with your section dice to determine the outcome. These are called dice checks. Use the following rules only if you're instructed to perform a dice check. If you're instructed to roll a specific die, for example, a danger die or a d10, the following rules do not apply. That is not a dice check. Some dice checks show one or more colored rows. Each row is a possible outcome, depending on the result of your roll. The green outcome is a success. A yellow outcome, if any, is a better success. The red outcome is a failure, but could lead to something. Other dice checks contain one or more tracks that you progress a marker along by rolling the appropriate dice. Once the marker reaches the outcome space, its effect is resolved in the last step of the dice check. Usually, a green track leads to something beneficial, a red track leads to something bad. To perform a dice check, follow these steps. First, choose dice. Take any number of available section dice from your crew board, not your spend pool, and place them into your hand. It is not required to choose any of your own dice. Each other crew member in the same sector may choose to assist you by choosing and taking one available section die from their crew board into their hand. For the second step, add injury and danger dice. If you have any injury dice on your crew board, also take them into your hand. Crew members who assist you do not add their injury dice to the dice check. Also, take the number of danger dice depicted to the left of the action's name, 
if any. The third step is to roll the dice. Roll all of the dice. Once rolled, they now form a roll pool. Any crew members who assisted you also roll the die they assisted with. Dice from other crew members should be kept separate, but count as being in the roll pool. Collective Roll Pool Although each player has their own roll pool to keep their dice separate, all dice in all roll pools are considered to be in the same roll pool. Any Symbols This icon means that any icon may be used. If there is more than one of these symbols in the requirement, the same icon must be used for each. Remember that Vanguard icons count as any icon, and also, accident results cannot be used for dice combinations. The fourth step of a dice check is to modify the results. You may use one or more equipment card that you are carrying that have a during a dice check effect. Follow the text on the card. Assisting crew members may not use their equipment cards unless their effect says otherwise. You may play one or more section cards from your hand that have a during a dice check effect printed at the top of the card. After the effect of a section card is resolved, discard it to its owner's discard pile. Other crew members in the same sector may assist by playing up to one of their section cards to affect the roll. Resolve the effect of the card as if the active crew member played it. Then, the fifth step of a dice check is to check for dice combinations. You may activate any dice combination effects of cards in your hand and or any dice combination effects of the current global condition cards. Section card dice combinations. If you have icons in the rule pool that match the dice combination requirement of a section card in your hand, you may move the dice with these icons to their owner's spend pool to apply the dice combination effect of the card. After doing so, discard the card. You may apply the effect of more than one section card in this way, but must use different dice for each one. Dice added to the roll pool by assisting crew members may be used, but assisting crew members cannot use dice combination effects of their own cards. Global Condition Dice Combinations If you have icons in the roll pool that match the dice combination requirement on the current global condition card, you may move the required dice to their owner's spend pool to apply the effect. This may be done multiple times, using different dice for each time you apply the effect. Convert Abilities Each crew member has a Convert Ability depicted in the top left of their crew member card. Some equipment also have Convert Abilities. During a dice check, the player making the check may use their own Convert Ability and that of any equipment they are carrying whenever they spend any dice. A Convert Ability allows you to treat a basic result of a certain color as if they were another icon, specified by the Convert Ability. The conversion only applies as the die is being spent. You cannot use a Convert Ability to simply change a die in your roll pool. If more than one Convert Ability can convert the same die, you may choose to use only one of them, 
or not use any. Assisting crew members may not use their convert abilities. However, the player performing the dice check may use their convert abilities on dice from assisting crew members. Dice with multiple icons. If a result depicts two icons, each icon is treated separately. For example, if you have one die which has a face that shows both a defense and gathering icon, and you have a dice combination that requires a defense and a gathering icon, this one die could be spent to apply the effect. The sixth step of a dice check is to resolve injury and danger dice. If you have no injury or danger dice in your roll pool, skip this step. Otherwise, choose one of your rolled injury dice. If the result of the die matches an icon on one of your injury cards, place the injury die on the card and apply the effect of that icon. Check your injury cards in order, starting with the leftmost one and proceeding right. Repeat this process for each rolled injury die. If the result of the die does not match an icon on any of your empty injury cards, move the die to your spent pool. Each injury card may only have one die placed on it during this step. For example, let's say you have two injury cards, which will be critically wounded and exhausted in that order, and two injury dice. You would roll the dice, and let's say you got heavy damage and damage. If you would choose the heavy damage result first, this die would have to be placed on the critically wounded injury, and you would have to resolve the heavy injury on that card. Your second injury die, which will be damage, would then be placed on the second wounded injury card, and you would resolve the damage effect on that card. If you would reverse the order in which you place the dice, you would resolve the damage on the critically wounded card and the heavy damage on the exhausted card, which in the end wouldn't be the same thing as the first decision. After resolving your injury dice, Look up the result of any danger die rolled on the corresponding table of the danger die reference card and apply that result. Then, return the danger die to the supply. At the end of the resolve injury and danger die step, move any injury dice from your injury cards and your spend pool to available section die slots on your crew board. Place the die in the top slot of any column and push all other dice down. Injury dice do not need to return to the same column they came from, but there can only be one injury die per column. We'll go over more details of injury dice a little later. The seventh step of the dice check is to resolve special effects. Special effects are located in the black frame below the name of the special action and above the outcomes. Resolve the effects on each row from top to bottom. If a row has more than one effect, resolve them from left to right. If there are icons in the roll pool that match the requirement of the special effect, move the dice with those icons to the spend pool and apply the effect once for each time the requirement is met. Each special effect must be resolved as many times as it is possible to do with the dice rolled. Dice move to a spend pool when resolving one special effect cannot be used to resolve another special effect, even if not all the icons on the dice were used. See the icon glossary for a list of the special effects icon. 
Global Conditions Special Effect If the current global condition card depicts a special effect, that special effect applies to all dice checks in the game and must be resolved before any other special effect. Outcome Requirements On the Outcome space, the plus icon indicates you must have all the things depicted. The dash icon indicates alternative requirements. You only need to have all the things before or after the dash. Dice with two icons. When resolving a special effect, each icon on a die is treated separately. It is therefore possible that one die resolves a special effect more than once if the two icons on the same die face can be used. Track progression. All tracks on cards, both point of interest cards and time tracks, start with no marker on them. The first time you make progress on a track, place a marker in the leftmost slot. After that, each time you make progress, move the marker one space to the right. When the marker moves to the outcome space, its effect will be applied in step 10. The eighth step of the dice check is the mark outcomes. This step is skipped if the special action has one or more tracks. Starting from the top row and proceeding down, check to see if you meet the requirement for that row. If you do, move those dice to their owner's spend pool and place a marker on the outcome space. Otherwise, proceed to the next row and check to see if the requirement is met. A maximum of one marker can be placed on one row. Once a marker is placed, skip to the next step. The red row always has no requirement. Therefore, mark that outcome if you haven't marked any of the other rows. The ninth step of the dice check is to spend a dice. Move all section dice from all players' roll pools to their spend pools. And finally, the tenth step of the dice check is to resolve the outcomes. If your action has one or more tracks, starting from the top track and proceeding down, if the marker has reached the outcome space, remove that marker and apply the effect of that outcome. If your action has no tracks, remove the marker from the marked outcome space and then apply the effect of that outcome. Unless stated otherwise, the effects of an outcome space only apply to the crew member performing the action. Connected Outcomes After you apply the effect of an outcome, also apply the effect of any other outcomes that is connected to it with an arrow. Section Cards Section cards are the primary way of modifying your roles or stacking your chances for some crucial roles. They also make it possible to roll icons that are not on any of your available dice. Apart from one playable effect, which will be the top part of the card, each section card also contains a special dice combination at the bottom part. If you have icons in the roll pool that match the dice combination requirement of a section card in your hand, you may move the dice with these icons to their owner's spend pool to apply this dice combination effect. Discard the card afterwards. Each section has a different set of section cards kept in their section compartment. 
If you are instructed to sacrifice a section card, place it in your section compartment. Section Card Deck Players build section card decks for their crew members during the mission launch procedure step of the ship management. Each deck must contain a minimum of 10 cards. It also cannot include any cards with a rank higher than the rank of the crew member. Section Card Limit If a crew member ever has more cards in their hand than their section card limit, they must immediately discard down to their limit. They may not play any cards while above the card limit. The limit is 2 cards for rank 1 crew member, 3 cards for rank 2 crew member, and 4 cards for rank 3 crew member. Playing Section Cards you may play the upper part of a section cards at any point indicated on the card. However, many section cards have more specific rules listed on the card. Dice combinations in the lower part of section cards may only be used during step 5 of a dice check. Discarded or played section cards are placed face up on your discard pile. Whenever you have to draw a section card and your section card deck is empty, Shuffle your discard pile and place it to the left of your crew board as your new section card deck. Section Dice Section dice come in three colors, red, blue, and green. They are used during dice checks, after which they are placed in their owner's spend pool. Refreshing a die moves it from your spend pool back to a slot on the left side of your crew board. On each die, the sides that depict the most common result are indicated by brackets in the corners. When placing or sorting the dice, always place them so that a side with the brackets is facing up. This will make finding and organizing your dice much easier. Each color uses a different form of brackets to help distinguish them if you're colorblind. Most of the icons are thematically tied to a certain type of activity. There are also three special die sides. The Vanguard icon may be treated as if it were any other section dice icon, even one not present on the die rolled. The basic icon is the most often and has no effect on its own, but may be converted to another icon using your crew member's convert ability, if the color of the die matches your ability. Then you have the accident icon, which represents an unpredicted outcome. Sometimes there might be no negative effect of rolling an accident, but other times it could be a disaster. Accident results can never be used to trigger dice combinations. Each die still counts as a die of its color, no matter what icons are showing. There are five types of section dice per color. Type 1. Basic Dice These dice do not have any specialized icons. They are useful when you simply need dice of a certain color, and the basic icon can be changed into a specialized icon using your crew member's convert ability. Type 2. Specialized Dice These dice have one of three different specialized icons associated with their color. Specialized dice are useful when you want to roll a very specific icon. 
Type 3. Universal Dice. These dice contain all three specialized icons associated with their color in various two icon combinations. The chance to roll a specific icon is less than when using a specialized die, but Universal Dice have no accident icon. Universal Dice are unavailable at the start of the campaign. Players unlock them by progressing the story. Type 4. Expert Dice. These dice have all the icons from their color on a single die, with some sides depicting two icons. Also, Expert Dice have no accident icon. They are unavailable at the start of the campaign. Players unlock them by progressing the story. Type 5. Wild Dice. These dice contain only Vanguard icons and accident icons. Rolling a wild die gives you a chance to roll whatever icon you need, but also has a higher chance of rolling an accident. Crew Member Ability and Skill Convert Ability The top left of each crew member card depicts a convert ability that allows them, when spending a die, to treat the basic icon of the color shown as if it were the icon depicted. Crew Member Skill Each crew member also has one skill described in the lower section of the crew member card. The card also lists the starting number of charges for the skill. A skill can be used at any time, unless stated otherwise by its text, by discarding one charge from the crew board. When used, follow the instructions on the skill. Note: The number of charges listed on the card is the starting number, not the maximum number. Some effects may cause a crew member to have more charges than they started with. Events At the end of each crew member's turn, they draw and resolve the top event card from the event deck. First, reveal the top event card from the event deck. If the event deck is empty, shuffle the event's discard pile to form a new deck before revealing the top card. Next. If none of the biome icons on the card match any biome icons in your sector, including icons on a point of interest card, follow the secondary effect of the card printed at the top of the card. Then, if any of the biome icons on the card match any biome icons in your sector, resolve the main effect of the card printed in the lower part of the card. Unless specified otherwise, this effect only applies to the player who revealed the card. And finally, discard the card face-up to the event card's discard pile. Unaffordable Choices If an event card offers you a choice, you may not choose an option that you cannot pay in full. Time Tracks At various times during the game, you will be instructed to progress one or more time tracks. For each time track, if there is no time token currently on the track, place one on the leftmost space. Each subsequent progress moves the token one space to the right. Once it reaches the rightmost space, which is the one with details of the effect, resolve that effect. If you are instructed to reduce a time track, move a time token one space to the left 
or discard it if it's already on the leftmost space. If there are several time tracks in play, you can resolve them in any chosen order. Landers and Lander Mods Landers are an essential part of planetary exploration and are required to reach many dangerous worlds. Before each landing, you will choose and customize your lander to increase your chances of success. Note: Landing cards may provide useful information on atmospheric conditions and what will be needed to overcome them. The first thing to cover for landers and lander mod is its stats and landing track. There are three lander statistics, armor, sensors, and agility. Some or all of these will be tested during the landing procedure. Each lander has different starting statistics. Use the lander you think is best suited to the situation. Good planning will increase the chances of a safe start to your mission, but come unprepared and your crew members might get hurt even before they set foot on land. Landers also have different starting spaces on their landing track. More agile landers require less time to complete the landing, thereby reducing the chances of any negative outcomes. The second element for landers and lander mods is the capacity. Each lander has limited storage for the following. For the supplies, how many supplies you start the planetary exploration with. For the equipment, which is the number of personal and mission equipment cards you can take from the armory and discoveries, which is the combined number of discoveries and unique discoveries you can bring back to ISS Vanguard. And now the lander mods. When customizing the lander, you may add various mod cards to increase its capabilities. There are two types of lander mod cards. The first is a structural. These mods will increase at least one of the lander statistics. And the second type is a utility. These mods usually provide additional bonuses during planetary exploration or will increase your lander storage capabilities. Equipment. These cards represent useful tools to help the away team succeed in their missions on planets. Equipment cards come in four types. Small equipment, personal equipment, mission equipment, and mission equipment upgrades. All equipment currently available is stored in the armory, which is in card tray B. During ship management, you will choose which equipment cards to load onto the lander, and then which crew member is carrying each piece of equipment. Small equipment does not take any space in the lander. Instead, during ship management, each crew member will take one small equipment and place it directly next to their crew board. Each crew member may carry any number of equipment cards. If an equipment card depicts a section icon in the upper right corner, only crew members from that section may carry and use it. Crew members in the same sector may freely exchange equipment cards without a section icon. Most of the equipment cards you're carrying may be used at any time during your turn, including in the middle of a dice check. If a card lists discount as an action, using the card counts toward the limit of two actions per turn, and it may be used 
only when you can normally perform an action. Unless specified otherwise, the effect of an equipment card can only be used by the crew member carrying it. Some mission equipment cards place a token that represents them on the planet board. The rules for these can be found on the cards themselves. Once a mission equipment token is placed on a planet board, any crew members may benefit from its effect, including crew members from sections that could not carry the card. If you are ever instructed to discard an equipment card, place it back in the armory, which is in card tray B. Danger Dice At various points in the game, you will be instructed to roll the danger die. This could be the result of a travel effect, as required by a special action, or something else. Whenever you roll the danger die, look up the result in the appropriate section of the danger die reference card depending on the letter inside the icon. Discoveries Discovery cards represent interesting objects, samples, and specimens gathered by the away team on alien worlds. They are divided into five decks and placed above the planet board when preparing the planet board. When instructed to gain a discovery, take the top card from the corresponding deck and place it in the indicated space below the lander board. During planetary exploration, there is no limit to the number of discoveries that can be on the lander. However, at the end of planetary exploration, you must discard any discoveries in excess of the limit shown on the lander board. Discarded discoveries are placed on the bottom of the corresponding deck. If a discovery has a planetary exploration ability, that ability may be used at any time during planetary exploration, unless stated otherwise by the card. Discoveries are unloaded from the lander to the ISS Vanguard during the unloading procedure of ship management. If a discovery has ship management ability, its effect is resolved when it is unloaded. Once unloaded, Discoveries are stored in Gathered Discoveries, which is in card tray B. Many research projects require discoveries to be paid as a cost. To pay a discovery, move it from Gathered Discoveries in card tray B back to its discovery deck. Unique Discoveries Unique Discoveries are special, numbered discoveries that can only be found on specific planetary explorations. Unique discoveries, up to the number of 32, are slotted into the shipbook during unloading. Those numbered 33 and higher are discarded during planetary exploration. If the planetary exploration tells you to gain a unique discovery without specifying its number, take the top unique discovery from the unique discoveries slot on the planet board. Unique discoveries numbered 1 to 32 should never be discarded or removed from the game. Leads Lead tokens represent clues that guide crew members toward discoveries. At the beginning of planetary exploration, all 20 lead tokens are placed in the lead bag. Whenever instructed to gain one or more lead tokens, randomly draw them out of the bag and place them one by one in an order of your choice on top of the corresponding discoveries deck. If there are no leads available in the bag, 
you cannot gain any more leads at this moment. Lead tokens have a value between 0 and 3. When the total value of lead tokens on a deck is 3 or more, place all lead tokens on the deck by the side of the bag and then gain the top discovery card. If a lead token has a lead recycle icon on it, place it back in the lead bag instead of placing it next to the bag. Note: This can mean that you place one token, gain a discovery, and then place another token and gain another discovery. Lead tokens may also have additional instructions written on them. The first one is a plus one card. When this lead token is placed on a discovery deck, a crew member chosen by the signed section player draws one section card. The second instruction would be a plus one charge. When this lead token is placed on a discovery deck, a crew member chosen by the science section player adds one charge to their crew board. Note, whenever you gain a discovery card in any way, if there are any lead tokens on that deck, place those lead tokens next to the bag or back in the bag if they have the lead recycle icon before drawing the card. Threats. Threats represent neutral or hostile creatures and phenomena that the away team will encounter. A threat consists of two elements. The first element is one or more standees, which are placed on the planet board. These indicate where the threat currently is. The second element is a threat card placed in the designated space next to the planet board. This card shows the special rules for the threat, including how the away team can interact with this threat. The time track on a threat card shows how the threat behaves. When a time token progresses, resolve the effect printed above the space the token moves onto. Crew members may perform the special action shown on a threat card if they are in the same sector as the threat standees. Performing this special action often leads to neutralizing the threat. Some threats are represented by more than one standee. Unless the card states otherwise, any crew member in a sector with any of the secondary standees may not perform the special action on the threat card and is not considered to be in the same sector as a threat. Important. When moving, threats ignore the icon which forbids you to exit a certain sector, but they still only move to connected sector, unless their card states otherwise. Injuries. Injuries represent many different negative conditions crew members can gain during a game. They are represented by injury cards and injury dice. Gaining an injury. Whenever you gain an injury, place its card in the leftmost empty injury slot on the bottom of your crew board. Then, take one injury die and place it in the top die slot of any column of your crew board that doesn't currently have an injury die on it. If you place a die in a slot containing a section die, move that die and any dies below it one slot down. Any dies that are moved to a slot that your crew member cannot use due to their rank 
are moved to your spend pool. You may rearrange the dice below an injury die before they are pushed down. Note: If you gain an injury and there are no more injury cards of that type available, gain the wounded injury instead. Injuries in dice checks. Injury dice must be rolled when performing a dice check, as described earlier. Removing an injury. Some game effects allow you to remove an injury die and also sometimes an injury card. If you remove an injury die, take it from its die slot and place it back in the supply. If you remove an injury card, take it from its injury slot and place it back in the injuries deck. Note: Although you gain an injury die whenever you gain an injury card, they are separate things. You do not remove an injury die when you remove an injury card, or vice versa, unless it's trucked to. Flipping an injury. Some effects may allow you to flip an injury card face down. A face down injury card is inactive. Injury dice cannot be placed on this card. However, it still counts as an injury for all rules that count the number of injury cards you have such as Emergency Evac and Medbay. Emergency Evac If a crew member with three injuries would gain a fourth injury, the away team is evacuated and planetary exploration ends immediately. Global Conditions, Missions, and Points of Interest Whenever you are instructed to take any numbered global condition, mission, or point of interest card, and there are multiple copies of that card available, take one at random. Global Condition Special Effects and Global Condition Effects Some Global Condition cards contain additional dice combinations, special effects, or another passive effect. Dice combinations on the current Global Condition card can be triggered any number of times during a dice check. Any special effect on the current global condition card is added to every dice check and must be resolved before other special effects. Completing missions. Most missions complete automatically. You will be instructed to discard the card when you reach a certain point in the game, a logbook entry, or as the effect of another card. Other missions require you to trigger their completion text once you have met the requirements. They can be done before or after any action. Replacing Point of Interest Cards Some effects instruct you to replace the point of interest in a sector with another card. To do this, discard all point of interest cards from the sector by returning them to the point of interest which is in card tray A and place the new point of interest card in their place. Note: If you are instructed to replace a point of interest when the current point of interest in your sector is printed on the board, simply place the card on top of the printed point of interest. Placing point of interest cards on top. Some effects instruct you to place a point of interest card on top of any cards in the sector. To do so, 
Do not discard any point of interest cards from the sector. Simply place a new card on top. Note. Whenever a new point of interest card is placed in the sector, discard all time tokens and markers from the previous point of interest card in that sector. Also, do not remove markers or tokens placed directly on your sector. Ending Planetary Exploration Planetary exploration can end in a few ways. It can end if a crew member in the lander sector performs the liftoff action with agreement from all other crew members. Resolve the liftoff log shown on the planet board. It can also end if a crew member who already has three injuries would receive a fourth injury. This triggers an emergency evac. Resolve the evac log shown on the planet board. It can also end if a log or a mission card tells you to end the planetary exploration. Follow the instruction of the log or mission card. Important. Lifting off without all crew members in the lander sector will cause the abandoned crew members to die. Emergency evac saves everyone on the planet board, but it is only triggered when a crew member gains a fourth injury and it results in failing the planetary exploration. All non-unique discoveries are lost during an emergency evac. Ship Management All rules related to managing ISS Vanguard, performing research, preparing missions, and others can be found in the shipbook. Whenever asked to perform a ship management, Simply open the shipbook on its first page and begin to resolve its procedure, progressing to other pages when prompted. Resetting your game To completely reset your game, perform the following steps. First, take out all cards from the shipbook and any cards that were removed from the game. Second, if you plan on replaying the tutorial, Prepare the tutorial decks by referring to log 720. Third, if you are using a paper logbook, erase all marks and notes made during your campaign or print a fresh logbook copy. As for the fourth step, refer to the rulebook as it contains spoilers. And finally, step five, resolve the before your first game step at the beginning of chapter one of the rulebook. Optional Game Mode Deadly Space ISS Vanguard comes with an optional, harder difficulty setting called Deadly Space. This mode is recommended if you have already completed the campaign or want a more challenging game with more chance of losing your crew members. To enable Deadly Space mode, place the Deadly Space reference card on the table and follow its instructions. You can add or remove these optional rules even during the campaign. And that is it for Chapter 9 of the Book of Rulebooks, ISS Vanguard, a game designed by Mikhail Oratz, Krzysztof Piskorski, Pavel Samborski, and Marcin Świerkot, and published by Awaken Realms. 
My name was Metzrabolas, and thank you very much for listening. We'll see you in chapter 10, in which we'll cover the game Cartographer.